What's up, everyone? Welcome to JangleCast. I'm going to do something a little different and announce some newly released and uh, soon-to-be-released uh, local shit. So, uh, Farrington uh, has three new songs out, and they said they're going on hiatus. Uh, the three new songs are fucking killer, though. Really good. Uh, Corduroy Orbison has a new album. Came out July 12th, I think, um, and that's fantastic. Uh, Nero Angelo uh, has a new record coming to commemorate his 26th birthday. He does it with every birthday, so he essentially releases an album a year, and they're all fucking fire. Like, you would expect that would be just be a bunch of tracks, you know, but they're all fucking good. Uh, Jay Rivers has been working on a lot of shit. I'm sure he's coming out with something. I saw him last night as well at Nero's birthday party. It was a good time. Um, Thunder Dreamer is playing a show tonight, that rooftop series, uh, with Stella and Off Ox. Um, And I believe they said on Twitter they're working on a new record, and their last one was fucking awesome. So hopefully uh, that's a thing. Um, Other local releases that I've mentioned before on the podcast, but you should definitely check out uh, Remorse. Um, Fairy Ring and uh, RC the MC Soda LP came out earlier this year. Also, the Jangle Sheep, we've got a new record. Uh, it's coming out. It's going to be uh, early fall now. We've been saying the end of summer for like ever. And now it's going to be early fall with a release show at Lamasco is what it's looking like. Uh, more details on Facebook and all of our shit pretty soon. Uh, and also, um, last night, Nero's birthday party, the cat came out of the bag. Uh, me and RC the MC have been working on a record, uh, a concept album. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure concept album. And uh, we're going to drop it in the fall, hopefully. That's what we're looking at. Uh, it's got a shitload of features, too. Um, just I don't want to name them yet, but uh, just because we haven't finalized everyone's parts, like as, as far as they haven't sent them to us. So I don't just don't want to jinx it. Um, and anyway, that all brings me to today's guest, Kyle Paisley. He's a singer, songwriter, guitar player from here in the tri-state area. You play anything else, by by the way? Uh, I play I play bass and I play keys as well. Okay, kind of cool. do that in the recordings as well. Okay, I was going to ask actually. So. Uh, let's begin um, with where people can find you, find your stuff online. Uh, you can pretty much find it uh, on every streaming service except for really Pandora and iHeartRadio. Um, you can also find it on YouTube, which is uh, the most accessible uh, way to find it. That's how I've been right. sending the links to people because if you don't have a streaming service, it doesn't matter. Right. Everyone's got YouTube, even if they have to watch a 15-second ad before your song. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I also have it on uh, SoundCloud for the folks that like to get on SoundCloud and share their music like that. Nice. That's kind of a – that's almost a must in a weird way because there's a lot of SoundCloud junkies out there, man. Um, so, okay, let's start with the single. Uh, I've listened to it a few times now uh, on Spotify. I did. So uh, got a maybe like a penny from me listening to it there. Sweet. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a catchy fucking song. That was the first thing that it's, it hooks you in. It really, that hook is the quintessential hook and, um, it really, it gets you. So what, uh, what inspired the song? I guess we'll go with the most stereotypical question. Like when did you write it? Is there an interesting story for like the song's inception? Um, yeah, uh, kind of. So at the time, uh, I had just put my cover band to rest. We were going by Kyle Paisley in the print. We played at La Masco, okay. Boca yeah. Lounge, um, played at Carson's Brewery a bunch of times. We actually played at Bar Mitzvah <laughs> at Boogie Nights, and that was a really great time. Nice. Um, but um, that had disassembled for a lot of petty reasons. We played, we're, we're actually back together trying to get gigs again. Um, but uh, I was trying to – I was just dealing with a lot of stuff inwardly, and, uh, um, you know, relationship was going kind of odd, to okay. put it mildly, and uh, just had all kinds of thoughts in my head and about um, what it is for me to be, like, the man I am. And, you know, and obviously um, I was – I had, you know, romance on the mind, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, it's really not about anyone in particular, not that I would tell – that person if it was about them or not because john mayer said one time uh it gives them more credit than they deserve oh okay so, um but it's about a few different people namely my uh daughter's mother for for a little bit um okay but she she come to expect that right um and then a, a couple of other people in my life but um yeah uh, it was one of those things where i didn't want to really regulate myself too much uh on what i was writing I was like, it doesn't. Ha- this doesn't have to be super profound, man. You know. Right. Right. And uh, so I just kind of let myself loose, and uh, 
wasn't caring about like the gravity of the lyrics at all and just like let's just make it fun and sing alongable and so um okay that's how that happened and i'm love prince so the so all okay. the oohs and ah ahs are just really never just felt natural okay yeah yeah i've actually uh heard that about you that uh your covers of prince songs at or at least one prince song at lamasco have uh i've heard two or three people have mentioned that to me that you've covered Prince at Lamasco. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, when he died, uh, me, and my, uh, me and my close friend that I've played music with, my one of my drummers, uh, Kyle Julian, uh, me and him and my uh, a daughter's mother, we all went and saw him at, at uh, the Palace in Louisville a year before he died. Nice. And it was okay. like, I don't even want to go to another concert again. It was like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, so I took his death kind of hard mm. and... Uh, and so the next Monday, it was open mic at Lamasco, mm-hmm. and uh, I got the guys, the print to play an all print set. Nice. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, I actually got used to singing, going to karaoke nights at Lamasco, singing Prince. And I'd sing uh, Kiss and Pussy Control. Nice. And uh, every once in a while, I'll still go up and do Pussy Control, but Kiss will always be my bread and butter. That's probably the one that people would talk about. I think it was, yeah. I think it's the one I, I've had mentioned a couple times to me. It's one of those things where it's hard to hear other people cover it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I but, know what you mean. Yeah. But I, I was like, that was Say It Ain't So for a while. Really? Because people, people would do the... Uh, the so that thing oh, that's yeah. supposed to be in the last chorus they uh-huh. would do that in all the choruses and I'm like fuck you it's supposed <laughs> to be in the last one dude like that just make, makes me so mad when people like butcher a song and it's so easy not to butcher it like that you it's know? also it's also honestly a little bit of jealousy because I'm like I wish I was up there doing that right now yeah it is a little <laughs> bit yeah yeah, like, yeah I would definitely throw myself on the stage a little bit harder but okay <laughs> yeah, right. yeah 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 it is like that I uh um, we covered that song for Say It Ain't So for a while, and it was it's one of the most fun hacky covers to do, honestly. Um, I don't yeah. even know if I consider it hacky, really. No. It's such a good song. Uh, the leads in it are perfect, and uh, it's one of River's best written songs, I think. Like, just actually has, like, such a such a good theme, and it's angsty and shit. I, I like it, but what well, else do you... You said Prince. What else do you like to cover? Like, what, what other... Artists uh, do uh, Kyle Paisley and the Print like really cover well, well you think? Well, we uh, we love mashing stuff up. Uh, all oh, of, nice. all of us are into like a little bit of. J- I'm the least jam band savviest person oh, okay. of the three of us. Kyle Julian, Zach Killebrew, formerly of uh, Calabash, and currently oh, the nice, bass player nice. of K Sets. Um, okay. Yeah, I've known him since 2009, and um, he's probably the reason why I know anything about jam band music. Okay, really, to be honest. Um, excuse me. He, no, no, no. But yeah, we we we've done uh, mashups of "Cake by the Ocean" and "Get Down on It" by Cool and the Gang. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, you know, obviously, we'll I can mash. We mash up about anything with Prince. Um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, if it's you know if it's in A minor or something, right, we, we yeah. pretty much we pretty much mash together six songs before. Dude, the sheep could probably put. Uh, eight or nine songs together with that are a minor for yeah. sure that's well, when common. i play when i play by myself just as kyle paisley uh one of my favorite things to do is to um mash up uh fucking in sync tearing up my heart with uh, never going to give you up by rick astley oh nice okay. that's one of my that's one of my i'd like to save that for the end because it's, it's cool. fun yeah we did that recently we put we randomly put uh there's a song we have called uh, iceberg that everyone like all of our friends uh always want to hear so right at the end of the show, we started Iceberg, and then we played Rick Astley to fucking Rick roll him. It was great. <laughs> um, so and you, it sounds like you're kind of doing that too. You kind of Rick roll people. Well, yeah, I mean it's, it's so fun. It's part of the collective uh, consciousness yeah. of our culture. It's now, a zeitgeist so. thing. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Is, at this point, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick rolling is so ubiquitous. Everyone knows what it means. So you just start playing that, and everyone's like, ah. Uh, uh, last uh, thing about covers that oh, yeah, was yeah, like yeah. our biggest thing was. Uh, was do you think I'm sexy? Okay. By Rod Stewart, but not the classic version, like the disco version. They, um, I think, last or two years ago, he um, got together with DNCE and they remade the song. Oh, it's a lot okay. more simpler to play, and uh, but it's got way more energy. Kind of got like nice. a K-pop feel because the guitar player is from uh, Incheon, I believe. Okay. Um, but Incheon. Uh, yeah, like South oh. Korea. Hell yeah! Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, 
Sean's the shit. It's a big inspiration to the sheep for sure. Who is now? I'm sorry. Sean. Oh yeah. Is that what you said, Sean? Um, I probably botched the pronunciation. Ain't gonna lie. C H O N. Sean. No, in. Um, oh, uh, like the okay, city okay. in South Korea. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Oops, okay. I thought you said he was in Chon. I was like, what? The dude from Chon is in uh, is, is doing shit with Rod Stewart. That'd be insane. But it's just got a really heavy K-pop feel to it, okay, and it's just okay. really exciting to play. And uh, that's how we always used to close out our nice our shows and stuff. But yeah, that's fun, man. Um, so when you play Kisses live, you gotta have a fucking good bass player on that shit, dude. That bass is fucking kicking dude who uh who did the bass for you did the bass you said that earlier uh so i played i'll start with what i didn't play i okay uh uh matt frankie aka georgia funkadelic nice um of you name it he's a bass player in a band somewhere like uh, some like in multiple multiple bands in town i gotta get him back in here for sure (laughs) oh yeah what was he in here for uh for doles like oh, months yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that was years ago, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were – we played a show with them last September. So, yeah, almost a year ago. Yeah, Jeez. yeah, yeah. Hell, yeah. yeah. So, we played a show with them last September. We did a, a little podcast with them right actually, before the show. Actually, I remember that now. I was work- I actually used to work at Boca Lounge. So, oh, nice. I, I was okay. there that night. That was probably the first time I ever heard you guys play. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That was a fun night. Yeah, um, it was. Georgia's great. Georgia's a great dude. He's He's hung out with us after sheep shows before. And uh, he 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 was pretty uh, sauced up one night. Yeah, uh, he hangs tough. <laughs> <laughs> he does. On our, he was on uh, on my bedroom floor. We were all just hanging out and they were playing it, like passing a guitar around. And he was on on my bedroom floor, uh, like half asleep for like thirty minutes. And then he just got up and he walked out. He didn't say anything. He just got up and walked out of the apartment. <laughs> and then he, he messaged me later and was like, "Hey man, sorry about sneaking out on you like that." It's like there's we all no, saw you. There's dude. no sneaking. <laughs> No, I don't know if he said that, but he was like, sorry about walking out uh, on you like that. And, uh, um, you know, I was like, fine, it's fine, dude. I just was making sure you were okay. He got an Uber and everything. He may uh, have announced that he had an Uber, but it was, it was, I want to say it was slurred maybe. So we didn't, all, we didn't understand something like that. There was a mystery involved, but no, George is a great guy. I love that guy. Yeah. So uh, I was, he played. So what is his yeah, connection? He, then? He, yeah, so, yeah, well, I played, he, me and him essentially got, uh, the guys of foundation together. Uh, I think they play in a different name now. Uh, okay. I went off and did my solo thing and released this, and then uh, we kind of just went our separate ways. Uh, all okay. love all them guys though to pieces. Um, so they're think, all brilliant too. Yeah, way, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Roy Michael Carter, and then oh I'll get God. to Ben Ganster in a minute. But uh, Georgia played the verse in the intros, and then okay, and then. Um, when we were just composing and arranging the song, I played the I played scratch bass on it, mm-hmm. and I like just popped and slapped the shit out of it. And mm-hmm. Steve Tyner, my producer, our producer, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Produces almost everyone in town nowadays. Um, but he's like, "No, that's staying." Ah, and that's I great. I was like, "Oh no, I think I missed I think I missed the note." He's like, "Nope, <laughs> nope, we're not changing it." <laughs> so um, I played the bass in the chorus, like the pop nice. and slap. Yeah, 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 yeah. The funky shit, yeah, yeah, the yeah. funky shit. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah. all funky. But yeah, yes, yeah, I get what absolutely. you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so, and then Ben Ganster, um, he's played in a few. He played in a metal band when he was younger. And then he, uh, when he was um, a traveling uh, for work, he was in like a cover country western cover band. They nice. did like southern rock and stuff. And then uh, me and uh, Georgia were trying to get some people together, and we played with a buddy of mine. He was just like, nah. And he, I was like, what are we gonna do? And he's like, don't worry, I know somebody. Hmm. And it ended up being Ben. And I'm like, oh, I've been hanging out with this guy at, at uh, on Franklin Street for, like, years now. Nice. Um, but he's the youngest cat in the group, but he is one of the most solid cats in the group, too. And um, he nailed his take and won. Like, he wow. did, yeah. I mean, they had him do a couple of fills and stuff, but he nailed it all in one take. Nice. Yeah. For for kisses. For kisses. Okay, nice. Uh, there's also another song that's I'm working on called "Wishing," but uh, we're still trying to work on that. It's it's definitely a work in progress. Okay. But he uh, he nailed the drums in that in one take as well. Okay. So very solid. Very he comes in prepared and knows what to do. Nice. That's always uh, there's a lot of local drummers like that, man. Sean's like that for the most part uh, in the Sheep, and then uh, Andrew Fender from Farrington doesn't even need scratch tracks. He just knows the parts up and down, so he just records them. Actually, he does the scratch track, basically. I've actually yet to meet him. 
Oh, um, yeah. Andrew Fender's great. Or maybe I met him at one point in time. You may have probably in passing. I'm probably. really bad with names, but I can see faces. You've been at the same place as him for sure. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of a tall, uh, kind of tall, uh, blonde dude from... Uh, he worked at PG for a while in the kitchen. Uh, he uh, he used to work at uh, Toast. Is that what that place out on uh, out by Mesker is called? Yeah, he used to. I yeah, think, it's long gone I don't now, know. But. I want to say he worked there. I want to say he did. But anyway, he's... Uh, He's always been like in in the music scene heavy. Uh, Andrew, if you see me, say hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, he's great. Uh, there's there's so many fucking good people in our music scene, man. So Speaking many of talented which, you, people. You mentioned um, Off X earlier. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Matt McGuire was actually uh, helped us engineer uh, the drums on Kisses and nice. Wishing. Yeah, cool, cool. So yeah, I mean it's 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 great. And then uh, my. My friend I was mentioning earlier, Kyle, who's, his name is also Kyle, um, he was also in Calabash uh, for about a year, about five years ago, and uh, he has played in Rapture with Janelle Mulherin. Okay. Um, but he just, he's more of like, just likes to do it for fun, but he just, he came in to uh, Steve's, we recorded the song that I'm going to be releasing in October, and Steve's like, where'd you get this guy? I'm like, my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's cool. But yeah, um, you, you are right. I mean, it's I don't meet a lot of bass players, I will say that. You're one of the yeah. few bass players that can rip. I know besides you and Georgia and then Adam Jenks, I think his name is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then um, my buddies I mentioned just earlier, but yeah. Adam Jenks from uh used to be in Bass Dinner, right? That guy? Is that who you're talking about? Possibly. I think uh, he does something with the um, I don't want to Say, right, in right, case right. I'm wrong, but he, I think he might have done something with the Philharmonic or something. I don't know. Maybe so. I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know all about uh, his like musical endeavors other than Bass Dinner. Um, I think that's that guy. I think I think his name's Adam James. He's got long hair. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, I know Josh Tolino from that band. Oh uh, yeah, Tolano. I'm the, not sure how to pronounce his the name. Big hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. He uh, he had a he was starting up a band. I want to say, but. I don't know if you would want me to say that, but <laughs> like, uh, to what thirty regular listeners or something. Um, but yeah, there's like tons of people in this area that are just fucking shredding, dude, all the time. And I mean, there's there's so many different skill sets too, because you have like a you have like a Jordan Miller who's like a really solid ass guitar player, but has like pipes for fucking days dude. yeah and then uh then you just played a show with them a couple of yeah. weeks ago theo akai oh yeah 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 theo akai <laughs> yeah right the, yeah, uh, yeah. of theo him, akai fame <laughs> right <laughs> uh me and him have been friends for a long time and he uh he actually filled in he played because he just got like a, a group of guys together to play with me uh, him kyle julian and i uh opened up for them at boca lounge about nice. three weekends ago. oh yeah yeah he told me about that yeah 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 it's good times. I got yeah. off stage and I was soaked in sweat. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it was a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then you have other people who who have kind of like a, a solid both. Like I would say I'm I'm all right at both is what I would uh, characterize myself as. Like there's it runs the gamut, but it, we're all so connected. And you like you drop so many names of people, and I know almost everyone you've named. You know, it's it's crazy how this little scene works. Well, the more that people, I think, get connected, and uh, no matter what the music or genre or style is, I mean, they could even mm-hmm. be like you know at each other's um, heels for the same gigs and stuff. But I think right. the more that people connect and um, organize, <laughs> if yeah. dare say so, yeah, um, yeah. I think the music scene will be just as formidable it was in the 70s when we had like could be stars coming out of the tri-state area i know and coming into the tri-state area yeah, to my fucking gran- play dude. my grandmother used to work at the um at the executive inn and she met gene simmons oh wow that's crazy <laughs> yeah I, there's a lot of people who come through there it, it's man i wish we could get a medium-sized venue that could regularly bring in like sea level <laughs> like touring acts like I don't know. I'm just trying to. I'm just throwing some names out there. Like, if uh, I don't know, for some reason, Motion City soundtrack popped into my head. Like uh, the Mars Volta when they come back, because uh, yeah. they're coming back. Apparently, Actually, went to the Warp Tour in 2006 in Phoenix. I did too. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, not Phoenix, Nashville. Okay, right. But on. yeah, yeah, same tour though. We probably saw a lot yeah, of the same uh, bands. Well, yeah. I went. I went to. They closed out. Was what I was about to say. They closed out the Warp Tour. That Mars Volta did. No. Um, 
Motion City did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but okay. I was that going, I went to see Saves the Day because I was obsessed oh, with them. I love them. Saves the Day. Yeah, I was yeah, obsessed yeah, with yeah, them. Yeah. Um, when I had an iPod, like the the original iPods, I had yeah. their whole discography. Nice, dude. Even if I didn't like <laughs> the songs on them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I went and saw them live and then like full band. And then I went and got their autograph or whatever. And then uh, I met Chris Connolly. And then nice. I went and saw like his acoustic performance in the amphitheater. Oh, cool. And his like daughter came out and like the head, the soundproof headphones and stuff. And really? Nice. Yeah. That's nice. cool. He had pink hair for that tour, if I remember right. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw them. I saw, like, a ton of bands that day. Rise Against, Silverstein, yep. Armor for Sleep, Thursday. I didn't get to see Census Thursday. Fail. I didn't see Thursday. I don't think Thursday was there for that one, but I did get to see No Effects. Oh, nice, and nice. No yeah, Effects yeah, was yeah. so hilarious. Uh, yeah, There bet. was a guy in a wheelchair that was being crowd surfed. Wow, beautiful. <laughs> it that, was that's right at home at a no effect show. And they were talking about Rise Against. Yeah. They're like, hey nice. the Rise Against is playing uh <laughs> at the no, I think they're talking about uh Against Me, maybe? No, no was it it was either White Flag or uh or um Anti-flag? Anti-flag, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can tell I haven't delved into that genre (laughs) in a minute. Dude, I have recently. I... I forgot about so many of those bands, and right. I've I've revisited, and some of their later albums are actually fucking great. Census Fails, uh, 2013 album, Renasser, which is a Spanish word, and I mispronounced it just now, but uh, that album is almost metal. The whole album's almost metal. It's fucking amazing. Uh, Saves the Day is one of those bands that it, you can still listen to their new albums, and they're the same band. I mean, even with different members, Chris Conley really brings the whole thing together into this nice tight-knit power pop thing like and it, it's Absolutely. always gonna be that let's see uh fucking love saves the day man did you what album sold you on saves the day oh god damn it. since what we found a common interest let's what is it called in rivery no um uh sound the alarm the one with the red front no, oh man what no we're going back oh okay That's <laughs> first off their b-sides and singles album uh so i used to be a huge skateboarder when i was in high school and stuff okay. and i loved brian sumner from the birdhouse crew right and, okay yeah and i had like his um his royal jack like audios and stuff and he had a skate trick video that he put out with a bunch of help of like a bunch of people and he featured like five of their songs on there nice um that's perfect <sighs> through being cool through being cool, I was like, Jamie, pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Through being cool or... Uh, through the, being cool and then the one the after next that. next one, yeah, yeah. Say what you are. Yeah, stay what you are. Yeah, nighting, yeah, yeah. Nightingale, man. Oh, like the, like, I love you know, that song. Like, and then um, the Get Up Kids, they remind me of the Get Up Kids a lot, yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, one, I will say this, the one band that just... and Or the one guy that just transcends yeah. all... To me, transcends all of that pop punk, if I even dare say emo music, is... Uh, um, Andrew McMahon of something corporate oh, you think and so? Jack's mannequin. Me personally, the early shit gets me going. Still, the uh, something corporate stuff. Even though the the lyrics have, and he's a little whiny. Yeah, exactly. And the lyrics have not grown on me. Like I I, I liked them when I was fifteen. I don't. I mean they. It's I for still... fifteen year olds. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like he made it's perfect when you're fifteen, but it, it, it doesn't carry as much for me personally. Well, it's sneak it, it sets it sends me back to like waiting for my girlfriend to climb out of her window just yeah. like just like, like the that. door just like the <laughs> album art in uh let's see and then Leaving he, Through the Window, yeah, yeah, yeah and, that first album, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then As You Sleep, I mean all these songs North, I mean, yeah, 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 and yeah. then um the one song I still really like that that actually does stand test of time for me is um, Ruthless. Because oh, okay. when I was in the Navy, I wrote a girl and and she never wrote me back. And I was just like, and that song just kind of always, um, I don't know, resonated with me. Yeah, yeah. But then he no, went on to it start. It hits you in your core yeah. when you listen to it again, you know what I mean? But uh, he, well, but Jack's Mannequin too. Like that he, first Jack's Mannequin album. Fucking, uh, and the second one, The Glass Passenger kind of gets me too a little bit. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, like that's, it all right. I mean, he came out with that right after he beat leukemia. Right, yeah. I still refuse to watch And the first couple Dear songs Jack. are about it. Yeah, yeah. I still refuse to watch Dear Jack because I'm a... Is that to, a... What is that? It's a documentary about, about him. Oh writing songs I while he's sad. trying to go through leukemia. Yeah, I can't do that stuff. That was <laughs> I a don't sad last album. long. It was a touchy, sad album, but it had a few... What Gets You Off was a, was a highlight for me. Uh, but that first album, I feel like it's that same thing where uh, that everybody talks about. Uh, the first big album someone puts out is kind of... They're still hungry. 
and you can hear it like he wasn't hungry in the sense of you know not having food because something corporate had just paid him out a bunch i'm sure but like he wasn't starving but I think he was starving to do his own thing because uh, there was enough outer influence from his bandmates. Yeah, and you can hear it as you listen to um, Jack's Mannequin as opposed to something corporate, and then even Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, which me and um, me and um, <laughs> okay, Vivian's mother. Uh, that my daughter's name is Vivian, okay. and I've written a couple songs about her. We'll see if uh, okay. they ever make the light of day. But me and her mom went and saw Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness okay. at the Egyptian Room in Indy, cool. and it was so amazing. Nice. Um, I haven't listened to much of the new stuff. I we can't were both get into it. We were both crying because it's awesome. Like, yeah, I mean, that's what he does. He that's played. What, yeah. He played. Woke up in a car and Holiday from Real. What? You know, like, what? Yeah, and it's, that's not oh, even the band. Those are great. It's not even his. Those bands. You that's know? great. Like, yeah, it was so good. And he played. I woke sw- up in a car. He, and he did swim. He did swim, which is a beautiful oh, song. Nice. You know about yeah, his yeah, yeah, struggle yeah. with leukemia and stuff that's like that. That's fucking great, dude. Uh, I would want to hear "Drunk Girl," even yeah. though it's not really it's not really appropriate. For I've <laughs> learned that on guitar, uh, not on guitar, but piano. On piano. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dun 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 dun. Funny yeah. story. I actually learned how to play piano, and then uh, for my senior project, I said I'm going to learn how to play piano, even though I'd already been learning it for six uh-huh. months. And I was and I'm talking about like all time influences. Um, is like the Doors, you know Ray Manzarek, and like what he did on the roads and the organ mm. and stuff okay. and that was a huge influence you know obviously something corporate and uh, motion city soundtrack you know i learned yeah, a bunch yeah. of those songs did you uh, ever learn any hello goodbye no they don't have a whole lot of definitive p- uh, keyboard parts i which i realized after i mentioned them but <laughs> they uh they that was a great fucking band i don't my, know if you ever followed them much but my tracks as far as my track record as far as like listening to music is so spotty, man. Me too. Like Me too. same way with movies. Like ever since I've really gotten into recording music, I don't watch TV or movies because I'm too busy. Like I'm just tortured by all the ideas in my head. Yeah. But um, oh, I know exactly what you mean. I go through phases where sometimes I can watch a shitload of like Netflix and Hulu and whatever, yeah, everyone, and then other like, times every, I'm not. Everyone I've met, like, or like I've been talking to a girl, is like, "Oh, have you watched Stranger Things?" I'm like, "No, I'm too busy fucking yeah right. m- playing music. I'm too busy writing my own stories, lady." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I actually speaking of writing stories. One thing that I I haven't heard a lot of, and I'm gonna get into. I've already I've written one song. Is I want to get into writing narrative songs, like get into writing a story, like old country songs are. Like actually a, a full out story, like it tells a story. It actually, got literally tells a story. I actually got one. Like, um, <laughs> just set myself up for failure a little bit. I'm trying <laughs> to put out like like either an EP or full length album the next year because I got like 14 songs just on deck ready to go do it, it man well, I, you I'm, got Steve oh, I mean yeah, you can I'm, schedule shit with Steve no I'm going to um, yeah it's it, me and Steve about to be real busy yeah for sure um, hell yeah but like one of them is called The Love Outside and uh, Foundation I I had Foundation learn it and uh, we did some things to it when uh, we were playing it as Foundation but it's like this real power ballad type uh, song, and it's about, it's about, and I actually, she was at a show, and I told her, I'm like, like, hey, this song that we're closing out, I actually wrote this about you. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I broke awesome. one of my rules. Broke one of my rules. You don't tell the girls that you wrote the song about them. Right. <clears throat> um, but it's about me and her being in high school and having a real puppy who love uh, dating um, fling and uh, her sneaking out over window and it's nice. pouring down rain and it's in the fall or it's in the spring and uh so it's just warm enough but it's just cool enough where we have to wear jackets and we're talking about like splitting a cigarette up over by the peephole nice. you know not even being old enough to drink right by far and uh talking about just like you know looking at the stars on the on the um top on the tallest uh car garage and nice dude you, you know i kind of take you through that i have a couple of other songs about my uh, more uh more uh, psychedelic days <laughs> oh, okay. that, that are kind of narrative-like. Do you have like a... I'm kind of seeing a trend uh, thus far of the songs you've mentioned of kind of like love interests being a good, uh, pretty big influence on you as far as your yeah, songwriting? Yeah, I mean, I feel things pretty hard. I'm, okay, I'm, I, okay. I'm, I've got a big heart and I wear it on my sleeve. But um, it's one of those things where... Uh, it's always put me in that creative like threat like dimension to do things. Nice, okay. And I like the song I'm releasing in uh October is called Mine 
And it's about, like, once again, I kind of do what Anthony Kiedis of the Red Hot Chili Peppers does with... Uh, Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. I'm, I've always been – like the Red Hot Chili Peppers is the reason why I got into funk music. And then nice. I learned what their influences were, and then I was stuck. But what he does is like the um, – when he uses the name Danny, mm -hmm. that is not any woman in particular. That Danny is the culmination of every love interest in his entire life. Okay. Like it, it's in three or four songs in Californication. Yeah. It's in – um, by the way, by the way, Danny the girl yeah. singing songs to me, and then Danny uh, California, Danny California, yeah. yeah, it's all over his lyrics, yeah, right, yeah. And so, um, I've always, I don't have one of those names to use, but right. I have, but that's how I write when I'm, especially when I'm writing about uh, romance or or the failure of a romance, right? Is because one, I don't want to single out anybody, even though it might, it's, it's totally about them, yeah, <laughs> right, right. but um. I wrote this song called Mine, and it and I was once married about six, seven years ago, and uh, you know it has a little bit about that. It's, it has about the girl that I dated there a little bit thereafter. It's just like uh, just all about just like just being young and reckless and getting your heart broken over it. Hmm. And uh, it's okay. it's kind of got a catchy refrain, kind of like um, Kisses does. Only it's only it's uh, I'm not going to spoil it. It's fun. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's going to be coming out here soon. Nice. Well, a lot of I've noticed a lot of artists have that thing, that name thing, because um, like uh, Elliot Smith did it. Uh, he had Angelus and Pitsula and a bunch of fucking random ass names in his shit. Um, uh, and then the names of a lot of his songs have are the name of the woman and <clears throat> uh, the an author of his book. Uh, William Todd Schultz wrote a book about him, and he actually tries to decipher who the names are, like who each name is a nickname for. And he actually gets to the bottom of a couple of them. It's really cool. Wow. So I wonder if there's like, a, I wonder if anybody's done that with Red Hot Chili Peppers, and maybe, maybe like, okay, well, Danny at this time might have been. Oh well, that's this girl that's or, very or easy. Whatever. No, that's yeah, extremely yeah. easy. I mean, I've read his, I've read Scar Tissue like five or six okay, times. Okay. And so, like, like I'll hear the songs. Plus, he has some of the lyrics. Um, oh, really? And he tells you the story of them? Oh, yeah, lots Fuck of yeah, them. Fuck yeah, dude. That's lots awesome. Of that's them. awesome. I've never read it. I've heard about it. He talks about doing heroin a bunch in it, right? Yeah. And shit and all the drugs they got into. and Yeah. They partied for the whole, like, they partied the well, whole time, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, they kind of did. It was mainly Hillel Slovak, their late guitar player, uh, and okay. Anthony that was really doing the thing. Actually, they say that, like, like Flea couldn't hang with them oh, because he wow. would try and do a little bit of drugs and he would like throw up all the time. Like he just, his gag uh, reflex funny. was just always on there. Couldn't so, do it. No, I mean, but thank God because if Flea had, hadn't, I mean, who knows where that band would have stopped yeah. at because he was the only so like for the most part, sober influence of the group. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, their story is, is truly amazing. Like yeah. I, I love the old, like kind of, it's almost every one of them's a B side because no one knows about them. They don't really play their old stuff with right. that they have with Slovak. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, is uh, Mofo Party Plan? Yes, is that it's one? one of my favorites. Dude, I love that. Like album. the Subterranean Homesick Blues, where they yeah, do like yeah, the yeah. super up tempo, like funky yeah, yeah, breakdown yeah. of Bob Dylan. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's fucking amazing. Uh, we, uh, I was trying to. Oh. Me and my roommate, it was mostly me, but he played it with me some. Uh, we started playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 on PlayStation 2 again. Yeah. And uh, uh, Fight Like a Brave is on that. Oh, from what? That album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I heard that. I was like, is this? Because I was just like everyone else two years ago and as ignorant as fuck about their old old shit. And I just didn't had never listened to it, had never given it a chance. I knew they had been a band for years before the big albums, and I just never really dove into it and then i heard that song i thought it was a mike Patton project i thought it was like <laughs> just the way he throws his voice and does <laughs> random shit yeah, yeah. exactly I, it sounded kind of like mike Patton to me and i was like is this fucking uh faith no more or something <laughs> and i look uh and I, I i look in the like playlist on the game and it's fucking red hot chili peppers i was like oh my god this they is amazing way more aggressive back in oh the yeah day, and that album is fucking beautiful yeah. dude john frusciante and rick rubin definitely changed that around yeah 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 um, made it made it way more palatable for a mass audience for and sure. Another huge influence, um, John Frusciante, just in particular by himself. Oh my god! Like to record Fucking genius to dude. record only water for ten days. I mean, dude, I've I special ordered that shit. I had to have. Yeah, it. yeah. Oh yeah, man. 
Um, and like like I said, back in the iPod days and the LimeWire days, downloaded every single song of his, even the stuff when he was really not doing good and when he had his own addiction issues. I still yeah. had that on there because some of it is really avant-garde and, you know, it's just... So he's kind of like, because uh, I, I never got into his solo stuff much. I really uh, know him from Mars Volta more than anything yeah, else. Yeah, because he helped him and Josh, and Red Kling- Hot Chili him and Josh Klinghoff, for, um, who is the Red Hot Chili Peppers' current guitar player. I want to say that they both co or helped them executive produce a Bedlam. And, uh, Maybe. I know, uh, I know John Frusciante played the guitar on a lot of those albums. He was the one playing yeah. it. Omar wrote it. And taught it to him, and then he played it. Is what I was is the what I read. But cool. That might have been on Wikipedia, and it might have been fake. <laughs> but uh, I I think a lot of those records are a mixture of Omar parts and John Frusciante parts, which then, is fucking amazing. And then there's this shit that I found out. I think it's still on Spotify. Um, so much stuff has gone off of it. Yeah. Um, since I got subscribed to it all them years ago, but. They, him and Josh Klinghoffer, and then I think somebody from Mars Volta got this band together called Ataxia. Oh, it's okay. super dope. And okay, super underground. Like that because John Frusciante never wanted. That's the whole main reason. I mean, he was dabbling with shit he shouldn't have. Um, but when he was twenty or twenty-one, when he quit the Chili Peppers for the mm-hmm. first time, he just hated how big because he just wanted them to be in cl- a club band for the rest right. of their lives, and that wasn't about to happen. Right. No. The no, universe no. had other plans. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I. He, Big plants. Yeah, he stadium Arcadium plants. <sighs> don't even. We, we, we don't got enough time to talk about that one. <laughs> That's just a masterpiece. It's great, dude. Yeah. Um, but he never really wanted to be that huge, and it was kind of killing him inside to because he felt like they were just being selling out. They weren't really selling out. They were just. Their music just was that well loved by the world. Right. But, Do you think that's why he left the Mars Volta before they disbanded too? I. They they said I believe Cedric said at the time that John didn't he, he didn't want to do anything that was a quote product anymore yeah. or right now or something and so I guess he didn't do the last record that uh, Nocturnicate is that the name of it uh, maybe I think, I think so. the last album um, which was decent it wasn't quite up to the uh, you know what I mean but um, I don't know how how deep you've dived into Mars Volta but uh, um, it sounds like somewhat a decent at least. amount. <laughs> what was that? What was the Antimask? That was the thing with Flea and the Mars Volta guys. Ooh, I don't know and about that. I, oh, you don't know about I that? Should. Oh shit! That, there's a record. It's Antimask. It's a it's one album, and it's Flea and the Mars Volta guys and uh, somebody else doing drums. I don't Maybe know do I drums, have heard of it. Probably it's just John been Theodore. A really long time ago. But the, yeah, it was. It was like almost a decade ago now. It was like oh, yeah. seven, eight years ago now. Um, but yeah, that shit. And then at the Drive-In's newest record that oh, came yeah. out a few years ago, that was fucking great, dude. I love that. It, it's right back to the same catchy fucking choruses. Right back to Cedric not being Mars Volta. Cedric. We listened to great. we listened to a lot of at the Drive-In and Mars Volta when I was working at Boca Lounge in the really? kitchen. Nice. Oh yeah, me and Travis Swayze, the kitchen manager there. He, I he know used, Travis. Yeah, he used to play guitar back in the day too yeah, when yeah. he was in college and stuff. Yeah. Uh, he still likes to play. I think mainly just for hobby now. Plus, he's got some. I I, I can't help but do this but man i fucking love their food and i've worked yeah, there for yeah. almost a year and yeah. I, I remember being on the news when the kitchen caught fire and hold what? on you said boca he changed jobs it was yeah, sportsman that was not him yeah. that was not him that was travis swayze he was on he was on the news oh he he didn't start the fire I didn't know <laughs> that. yeah no, no no i don't know who started the fire but uh, <laughs> but no, Travis Swayze was on the news for Sportsman's, I guess. So sorry, Travis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so he works at Boca now, huh? Yeah, I'm totally gonna see him. He's gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Baby? Yeah, right, <laughs> be like, I "Always knew Jake was a douchebag." Uh, so no, he was he was a guitar player in. Uh, no, he's been nice as fuck to me every time I've seen him. Uh, he uh, played in Ferris the Destroyer with two dudes I went to high school with back in the day. Um, Back in 07. Talking about Benji Coling by chance? Uh, Benji was in it for a minute. Um, He's the guy that did my photos for my single release. Nice, okay. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, uh, yeah, Benji's great at everything he does. Huge um, influence on a lot of my friends that play percussion in town. Like, yeah. There's oh, some, like, guarantee it. Like, and I'm not going to put it, I'm not going to put him on the spot like this, but uh, there's a drummer in a band that Steve produces and they all know so well. And he's like, and any time that, um, uh, I think yeah no it's not him it's John Kern from Jenny's Bad Hair Day. Anytime oh, okay, that John okay. Kern is in is in the stands, he's like, fuck 
why, did, why do I got to play drums in front of him? He, like, taught drum line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's fucking great. He's great, yeah. He's he great. plays with Steve and Jason Harper. It was a dude named Jason Dill uh, played played drums for Ferris the Destroyer. Benji filled in at the end. They were, they were like, practicing. It was Matt Aldridge and, and Benji and uh, uh, the rest of the members, except for Jason Dill, um, there at the end. And they I saw them practice out at my... Uh, my friend who's in the band out of his uh house and it was fucking amazing but they never did uh release anything after that but they have two eps up i oh. i don't know if they're up anymore i want to say they might be on Bandcamp, but they might not i have no idea but it was ferris the destroyer and they were I fucking know. awesome some uh, fucking i was crazy hanging out shit. with benji all last friday really yeah nice. oh yeah i mean he saw a uh, jangle sheep at pg and complimented me so i i love that guy that guy's great oh yeah man um, and he's, uh, he's just a, for someone who I know is that fucking good to, you know, even if he was bullshitting me still, if, if your band is dog shit, then you're not, you know what I mean? Like someone who is like really fucking good, isn't just going to fill you, you know what I mean? Isn't going to bullshit you. So I hope he was honest anyway. I, oh, I yeah, imagine he, he was, he is. he's, a, he's good, a great guy. He's one of the greatest guys. I've I used to known, work, yeah. uh, at a newspaper in, uh, Tell City and he worked yep, at that there, uh, yeah. restaurant over across the street. This was years ago. He worked at the restaurant across the street and I would go over there and see him. And he, I feel like he, I don't remember. I feel like he gave me extra of something one time, but I don't, I don't want to tell on him, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I remember that, but maybe you didn't, but. Um, so he's played a couple of sh- gigs with me as well. I've oh, had nice. him come in and play some shows with me too. But. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, so then, you know, the drums at those, you never have to even worry about what he's playing. I'm sure. No, it was you fun. Just, like, yeah. well, I played me and Zach Killerby played with them at pizza, Franklin street pizza factory. Fuck yeah. I don't know. Kind of like a one-off show. Huh. And, uh, man, don't play grateful dead. It hardly do I, but we killed fire on the mountain. That's so awesome. I was like, yeah. Dude, uh, Gary, my friend, uh, he actually, uh, Gary Atkinson, do you know who that is? He lives in Bloomington now. Um, he uh, he was in Ferris the Destroyer, actually. That was my friend that was saying, uh, mentioning. But he uh, he told me that um, whenever they were practicing with Benji uh, there at the end of Ferris, he said that uh, uh, Benji would just be like, so do you want like a Radiohead type thing or do you want to? Yeah, if he's still he like that. he can just do whatever. He's still he, like that. <laughs> he can just play whatever the fuck you want. That's that's exactly what you want in any musician, but I would almost think like especially a drummer because there it, it's it's so much about style, you know. Yeah, he's gonna. I'm definitely gonna have him on a track one day. There's yeah, plenty of opportunities for him to come in there and do it. So he'd be a dream drummer on on anything. Dude. Oh yeah, he's, he's fucking good. great. Yeah, um, there's a that, that's another kind of testament to the the local music scene. There's people like Benji who. You know, you and I both know from different places, and we had never met each other, but we both knew Benji. Yeah, what like a couple years ago? You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah, this uh, town's like that. It really is. It's fucking awesome. I love it. And and I mean, Benji's a fucking like he's so good. There's like, and there's so many people here like that who are just fucking wizards at what they're doing, at their instrument or their you know, and and it's a hobby for so many of us, and so yeah. many of us are just fucking legendary good at it. Uh, that's why I think, like I said, that medium, medium-sized venue where locals can open for touring bands, that yeah. would be a fucking godsend. I, I had this dream of opening up a, a venue with two stages, and both of them have PAs ready to go and uh, separate PA systems. So then you can have like maybe a two-minute break between bands because one band will set up while the other band's playing. Oh, hell yeah. And then it goes back and forth. Music never stops, and people don't leave because there's no music. You know what I mean? So I've, I've thought of – I've been trying to be creative and think of some ideas and just, you know, while I'm working and hopefully uh, <laughs> saving capital for when I'm not playing anymore, I can open up a fucking venue. But uh, that's a pipe dream, but um, still putting it out there in the universe. So you have a plan – it sounds like for releasing some singles and you said an album or an EP within a year, but what's the, we'll what's the plan with the singles? Like, do you just want to try to release a couple every or release one every couple months to stay relevant kind of, or how's it, how's it work in your brain? How well, are you right now we're going to see, but, um, the okay. song, the song that I'm releasing in October, we actually started before kisses, but oh, okay. then, but then when I played, uh, kisses for Steve and we, like the first day we put the, rough track together in four hours and he looked at me like 
we're doing this from now on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. worry about this song later. Yeah, yeah. And now it's later. And um, like I said, I had my <laughs> I had my very close friend uh, come in and play drums okay. on it, and now it's finished. And uh, I was like, you know, Steve, I really want this next song to have like. I want it to like kind of show what I can do as a guitar player and stuff. And we already had this song, and I'm doing like it's got a reggae feel to it, but it, like I have I'm playing a lot of John Mayer like guitar um, riffs and stuff uh, okay. over top of it. And there's a lot of layering and like a lot of you know there's probably three or four guitars going at once and sometimes. And, okay. Uh, cool. And, yeah, and so it was one of those things where we went back to it, and uh, especially after Kyle came in and did the drums, and we're like. I'm like, dude, can you get this done by like October? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, and there's just so much uh, you gotta like. I, there's so much I had to learn as far as like. There's so much stuff you have to do with your music before it's even released, and so it can get considered for things uh, like playlist curation and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Don't want to go in too much into that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's deep. But um, yeah, so um, Fall Festival week, I'm trying to, I'm hoping the week of Fall Festival, you know, the West Side Nut Club Fall Festival in West Franklin Street, we're right. going to, I have a gig uh, at Franklin Street Pizza Factory, and I'm wanting to release it then. Nice. Yeah. Um, cool. And then after that, uh, it's time to make America wait again. <laughs> because. Uh, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. Nice. nice. I couldn't tell you how many time I've, times I've watched that. Um, I've watched the two, yeah, 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 the two new ones, the two newest the ones, latest New Year's ones, yeah. Eve ones. I've yeah, yeah, just yeah. rewatched, rewatched, rewatched. Me too. I've watched them both. That was two New Year's Eves ago. I've, yeah, I've watched them probably four times each a piece. <laughs> but um, that way, Beautiful. like, like I'm hoping to get back in the studio and start doing and start working on those other songs that have not been started, yeah, or finished. Um, hopefully around the time I'm about to get that going and I'm going to just try and set up a regular day where I just come over to Steve's and just, we just cram it out. And if that's the case, then, you know, by, you know, April or June, uh, you know, somewhere around there next year, maybe we'll see right. how many songs I have Okay. done. But, um, I think an EP is not too hard of it's a, of a goal. Be. Um, you know, I'm, well, I mean, I'm doing it myself and, you know, of course with Steve's help and I got like, I'm going to have to find time for my drummers to come in and do stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not the best bass player or the best keyboard player. You know, it's not my native instruments by any stretch of the imagination. So, you know, I might need to find other people that want to do it. Um, but that's one thing I've been really wanting to do. And that's kind of my plan is like, I want to get so many local artists involved to where like that's I awesome. can feature them. And uh, stuff like that. Like, I've really wanted to start like writing, help helping other artists. Like, not that they need it, but just like you know, co-write some songs to where I could be a feature. Okay. Yeah. You know, like because that's where you, I've realized that's kind of where you how you stay relevant is that you you know yeah you right. can put out your albums and your EPs and your songs and stuff, but you can also just like touch other people's stuff right. subtly and and as long as they're okay with it and you can be a featured artist and so you never really go away yeah other people's fans are now hearing you exactly you know? for the so first it's, time it's selfish and also selfless at the same time it's kind of you're giving to your fellow musicians and you're also kind of you know uh, giving yourself a feature on someone else's song like it's it helps both parties yeah mutually. one one hand washes the others exactly so yeah. it's dude uh, that's the way to go i've thought about that for a long time uh i've thought about trying to put together like some kind of well, mixtape well, or already something doing that. like yeah exactly uh, you're already doing that thing with rc the mc i remember yeah it's cool i remember when he was still going to lamasco's open mic yeah yeah and uh yeah his whole family is great they yeah, really yeah. are they're wonderful people um, RC, yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't. People just don't get any better than than uh, than like RC and um, just that, just the whole like Nero, kind of AO Nero crew Angelo. People. people don't realize yeah. how much stuff that guy has touched. Oh like the God. man produces so much music. Yeah, he's always doing music, dude. He works and he does music. That's all. The first he time I ever does, heard dude. his song on Party Lights, I was like, yes, yeah, yes, I know that guy. Yeah. He's fucking great, dude. Nero, Nero, and he's a good guy just in general. All the Dragon Ball Z dude. references. I'm yeah. like, okay, dude. Yeah, yeah. I am not mad about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and then Kilo, Kilo Gaddafi. Uh, I haven't seen much about him on Facebook in a while, but uh, I haven't been on there he, much. Must, but yeah, I mean, he's just up to something. He probably is. Probably recording. He's probably in the fucking 
Yeah. In the lab with a pen and a pad. <laughs> trying no, to get this no damn label off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> Dr. Dre there. Um, probably written by Eminem, if we're being honest. Um, but yeah, man, fucking, uh, we just did right about an hour. Um, remind everyone where your shit is on Spotify. Um, my name is Kyle Paisley, and I have a single out called Kisses, and it's on Spotify, it's on Google Play, it's on Apple Music, it's on uh, SoundCloud, YouTube. Um, you know, uh, I have I stay pretty um, active on Instagram mm-hmm. just because there's I just enjoy that a little bit better. Okay, and I feel like it's the algorithm is a little bit easier on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I do have a Facebook page. Please show me some love, and I might post on a little bit more often. <laughs> okay, um, nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to be playing at I'm going to be playing at Boca Lounge uh, September 7th on their patio, and uh, and that's really the, all I got right now because I'm trying to just focus on doing stuff like this and talk about kisses and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll share it around, and uh, I usually my I, I don't think I have uh, one under 30 listens right now, but they they usually hover around 30, and then some of them go i don't know it's weird it's like half of them have like 80 yeah I'm somewhere like, around 80 i'm at like 32 right now on monthly listeners oh you are yeah oh i meant like uh, uh just it listens in general on on these episodes oh um, sorry but yeah no 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 it's all good no 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 it's all good uh we need to get steve's ass in here dude i tried you i tried dude you me and steve need to do a fucking episode whenever your second single is about to come out he said let's maybe for, he said maybe for the next one let's do that yeah let's uh, fucking a couple, pressure him yes please and get yeah. him to do it a couple more things real quickly yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Go ahead. i just got yeah. an email from uh 95 set or 97.5 the spin okay cool. so i'll be on their local show and my and kisses will be on their ro- uh, radio rotation nice dude nice, up nice. Soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah very excited about that i used to have that job out there actually. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah the local uh local music director oh um, right on it was fun yeah, yeah. and then Back when uh, it was the edge oh yeah that's right yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and then what also else, and then also um a local musician in town, um, he has put together a Spotify playlist of nothing but local artists and musicians from here in town called The Local E, and I'm also featured on that. And, uh, yeah, if you're a local musician in the Tri-State area, get a hold of Brian Costellano and make sure you get on there because if you're from this town and you put out good ma- and you put out material, he'll put you on there. Nice. Yeah, okay. just always trying to help out other musicians in town because that's the only way we're ever going to get forward is if we keep helping yeah. each other. All right. Yeah, you're right. And uh, uh, Mark Cruz also put one together, too. Uh, it's called Evil Empire. So hit both of those people up and get on some local fucking uh, little little Spotify and playlists. Give, and give us poor local bastards some streams. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so much. That's the thing, really. That's what I guess I should be hammering on, really, is that, hey, we're all on fucking Spotify now, so you have no excuse. Fucking listen to our shit. Like, it's, it's good shit. Listen to it. I'm going to pressure you and badger you into fucking listening to it. Pretty, pretty, please. Uh, yeah, please. Uh, we, no, I, I am going to kind of spam people with uh, the new Jangle Sheep album and with the, the album with RC just once. One message from me. So if, if you're a local music person and you get a message, don't be surprised if you get a message from me. Facebook uh, almost, Facebook almost blocked me from sending links to people in Messenger really? because I did it so goddamn <laughs> much the other day. I was like, hey, really? <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, Zuck. Um, in the face. Yeah, fuck Facebook in the face. Uh, damn, man. In that's the words of James Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right, that's all right. Um, I, I have that movie on DVD. Uh, so... Thank you so much for coming in here, man. And My if, pleasure, uh, dude. Uh, we need to get Steve's ass in here, and uh, that way we can go through kind of some of the technicalities of recording music. Absolutely. We can get, like, the two perspectives. That man's showing me, like, how just how he was mixing kisses. He just, he just taught me so much about I mixing bet. and mastering. And uh, when we were in the vocal booth, man, he kicked my ass, which I love about him. Like, yeah, he yeah, yeah. made sure that we got the best sounding me out of me. Right. And and sometimes he'd be like, bro, come back after you worked on that keyboard for a little bit, like holding your notes to a keyboard. I'm like, okay. Then we'll come <laughs> back and fucking slay. Because right. the the man went to Berkeley briefly. Like, the man knows what he's talking about. So, he like, does. like when I he says something ain't right, I'm like, I just completely trust him. He's so fast with a command prompt, too. He's so fucking fast. He yeah, just gets he, everything just done so quick, dude. Um, that's He's so impressive at everything. We really. actually, <laughs> me and him actually put together um, 
like a concept for a song and it's 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 not a concept it's going to be one of the catchiest sexiest songs i have ever written called okay. back room okay um because okay go ahead and tell a little story about this do before it, we yeah, get out of here yeah 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 let's um, end on this yeah, yeah this new song uh it's i can't really talk much about it because it's hardly made but uh i when i moved when i moved out of my old house and when i got back on my own this year I moved in to my drummer buddy's Kyle's house and uh, we, and I was staying in his back room, you know, and um, not to, not to be too hellacious on, on here. You can, it doesn't matter. I'm (laughs) trying to, right at the end anyway, (laughs) trying to look out for myself a little bit. Um, But we just kept on, when we would drink, like we'd just like, so you're going to write a song about being in the back room. I'm like, done (laughs) (laughs) and uh, i had my midi controller over at steve's and we were just messing around and he uh he started messing on the keys he's like dude just and we were in logic so he put down like a ai uh drum line and he was like play as many guitar things as you can to this and i'm going to do the same thing on keys and we'll just see how it goes and nice and that's fun and then he had me put in the vocals and then now we have this like scratch track and it's just fuck yeah dude so sexy (laughs) Hell yeah. And Steve's a fucking great musician, too. He, there's one, uh, uh, he was talking about one of our riffs. I think it was in the song Funk off the new album. And uh, he was talking about one of our, there's one part, and he was like, oh, you're working that chromatic scale. And my dumb ass, like at the time, I'm self taught, dude. He's like, 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 what the fuck's a chromatic scale? And in my brain, I'm like, okay, I don't know what a fucking chromatic scale is. I'm going to look it up. And it's just all the notes. Like I, yeah, I just, right. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? I like it was one of those things where when I read it, I was like, I fucking knew that. Like, I do you ever do that to yourself? Oh yeah. Like, well, like I said, I'm still taught. I had shit. like I had like a month and a half of lessons <laughs> when I was like 13 years old, and then the rest of it, I've just kind of picked it up from my stepdad um, or my or my other family members, or you know, ultimate just, guitar too. Yeah, and I mean back when, man. <laughs> I used to love like all that new rock shit in like 2000 when I first started playing. So I yeah, yeah. I knew all the Nickelback songs oh, and uh, okay. Default and Okay, Poobist- yeah, yeah. Poobistank. Yeah, <laughs> and wasting but- my time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great song. But um, that is a, that I actually like that song still. I don't I don't hate that song. It's yeah, okay. and then uh, uh, <laughs> the video is weird. They're yeah. in a watch or something, if I remember right. But <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> it's on VH1. The, the video Canadi- countdown. The Canadian invasion of the early 2000s is something that people do not talk about. That's so random. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We should bring that up next time uh, with Steve. I'm sure he'll have some examples too. There's, uh, No, that's awesome that you're going to do a song with Steve's help. and um, Well, all of them were Steve's help somewhat. Oh, but, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that guy is a fucking prodigy at what he does, and he's so fast at it. And uh, it's just a, it's just nice to have that yeah, he did Angel, as well. He did Angel Roads. He did You Guys, the Jangle Sheep. He did Corduroy, Re- Corduroy Orbison, Read for... Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Alex Morgan did some stuff. Nice. Yeah. Um, if people, if there's other bands know him. too. Yeah, I mean, uh, just just um, ah, so long, forthright, so, so long, long vinyls. vinyls. Yeah. The man just keeps keeps going, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. Um, so I, yeah, I can't wait to hear what your next song sounds like. I can't wait to hear what the fucking song with Steve sounds like. That's a, the backroom song. Um, so just uh, everyone, make sure to follow. Uh, Kyle on Spotify and uh, on all the things, whatever you're doing, and uh, that way you'll be able to keep up with all of his releases. And uh, thanks so much for coming in, man, and doing this. We'll do it again soon. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, hell yeah. And thank you for listening. <laughs>